I'm Tyler Haruk Makto Dennering. <laughs> I'm Connery Papa Dragon. Hansen. <laughs> yeah. And this is The Franchise, the podcast where friends get together to talk about movie franchises. We are gathered here today with our friends, <laughs> no Jake, Jake Soley, <laughs> Miles Korich, uh, Sigourney Weaver Doctor. Papa Dragon. Papa Dragon himself, Miles Korich. Uh, uh, mm, the, the girl cat. Natiri. Natiri. Michelle Rodriguez's character, whatever her name is. Yes. Uh, the other Navi, the other Avatar big, guy. Big other dragon. Big orange dragons here. Taruk. Taruk, that's his name? Yeah. Okay. You know, he's the big he's the big man on campus. He never thought someone would jump off from above. No one ever tried that before. Yeah, no one ever. <laughs> Except for, I think, a, uh, a Navi at some point, because that's what the whole uh, live show, like that. Oh. Like, it's not like a play, but it was like a whole event thing, kind of like Cirque du Soleil. Okay. This is Taruk, the first flight. I'm okay. pretty sure the plot of that is like the first Navi. So like his writer died or something like a, a couple hundred years ago or whatever? I th- Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Just adds more like back lore to a- the Avatar world that I don't <laughs> think anyone like if it even really helps, you know, if it, it just makes it, it more James complicated. Cameron. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Financially, too. Yes. Uh, But yes. I am not Taruk Makto, but that will be my nickname today. Great. And I'm not Papa Dragon, despite my <laughs> yes, militaristic you are. <laughs> you are despite, Papa Dragon. Despite my militaristic tendencies. <laughs> Why do I have to be Papa Dragon? <laughs> Just because it was like kind of like the binary thing of, of the two, like the protagonist and antagonist. Yeah, yeah. And it's just extra weird that's Papa Dragon. Mm. And I'm like, Connery likes dragons. It's true, I do. I really wish I could describe any of like the names of things in this. What about World not World Tree, um Tree Home. Is it Tree Home? It's called Tree Home. What's World Tree from? Just Norse mythology? Yeah, it's Norse mythology. <laughs> Yggdrasil? <laughs> yeah, Yggdrasil. Uh, Ratatosker. Uh <laughs> Ratatouille. Ratatouille. <laughs> Genie. Well, if you can tell, we're going to talk about Avatar in more detail. And hopefully not digress a lot. Yeah. it's It'll probably happen. That won't but, happen. Uh, <laughs> before we talk about this long-anticipated franchise mm. you know from the fans us from the, the global audience of moviegoers it was a long wait but i think it'll be worth it in the end don't you yeah i hope so just because like 13 years they spent a lot of the time working on the scripts well okay which i'm like thank you because we'll, we'll get we'll talk about the script in this movie <laughs> but before we do anything related to avatar we have to do our what's new <laughs> thank you Connor. no problem What's new with you, Tyler? How about you start this time? Me? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> What's new with me? Oh, you know, just doing a little cleaning around the house. Oh. Doing a little power washing. <laughs> you really but not in real life. In the fictional world. <laughs> yeah. I've been playing so much power wash simulator that it's just been raining in L.A. for the past five days. So you did that. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> shooting a giant power washer onto all of Los Angeles. Well, that's cool. So... Uh, yeah, Power Watch Simulator, if you don't know, is this game on... It's on Xbox Game Pass right now. You can mm-hmm. also play it on PC. At some point on PS5, apparently. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I tried to tell Turn to get on Switch, but it's not there yet. Ah. But you literally just Power Wash things. Mm-hmm. A lot of dirt. And it's very soothing. Yeah, we played it together and we had fun. We were just having a nice conversation and spraying down a tower that was just covered in soot. Yeah, we were like cleaning up a fire department or like a testing 
facility for the fire department. Yeah. So it's just all covered in dirt. But then there's also kind of just every level is just completely caked in mud and dirt. It's like the most <laughs> disgusting town. <laughs> what was the text that the father sent you? <laughs> He's Cal's dad. Yeah, Cal's yeah. dad. You get like text messages in the game. That's like kind of the only other thing going on where it's like, oh, prospective clients. You don't even really have to like look for work or anything. It's just like, here's the next mission once you finish this one. Yeah. Like one of the text messages was from this like school teacher and I was cleaning her like mystical boot house in the forest. Like like a fairy tale kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. There is some actually funny text in it. It's just like, oh, used to have all the kids clean up the, the boot. Before all the parents got upset, I mean, only a few kids got injured and fell off and stuff <laughs> like that. Just like it's just like lightly humorous. Yeah. But uh, one of the text messages was from Cal's dad, and he's just like, "I got something real dirty and nasty for you." What was it? <laughs> got like dirty, filthy for you. Oh yeah, dirty, filthy. Carnes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, said, "Don't answer that." Like, don't answer that text. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> he might have seventy-five dollars for us to clean his car. <laughs> Sure enough, he did. He did. It was dirty, nasty indeed, or dirty, filthy, or whatever. Uh, so yeah, you know, it's if you need to unwind, uh, if you want to, like me after New Year's, just played that for basically two days mm. to like turn my brain off at the beginning of the year <laughs> and just listen to a podcast or something. It's it's pretty great for that. Very rewarding. Yes. Uh, other than that, like I said, it's been raining in L.A. Mm -hmm. uh, to timestamp this totally. Because <laughs> anyone listening in L.A. is like, yeah, we know. But the world doesn't. But the world doesn't. Yeah. Well, I think it's generally bad in a lot of places. Like, I think NorCal right now is like this big storm. And oh, stuff. shit, really? But I don't know. It's just been weird because it's been raining for like five days. And my garage is slowly getting water in it. Oh, no. <laughs> Despite what I can do. I tried to dig like a little like moat. <laughs> Like a little dam on the side of my garage, so nice. that because like the way that the place is constructed, it's just like kind of old crappy garage, and all the concrete just like kind of slides into it. Yeah. So all the gravity just goes into it. So I just like threw some, down some sandbags, and you know, just basically this whole city, I feel like is not built for rain. No, it's not. So anytime it does rain for a while, it's an, it's an issue. So yeah, the city will be underwater at some point, I'm sure. So, you know, I was just digging a little hole this morning, <laughs> doing that, and I drove on the way to Connery's from... It's, it's such a sad image to me of you, like, in the pouring rain, like, <laughs> digging a hole, because I've had to do that, too, yeah. like, years ago at my mom's house. Yeah. Like, our back door was flooding, and I yeah. just shoveled over, just, like, digging a hole to, like, get the water out. So I was doing it for a little bit, and I, like, went to go get some rocks, and, like, I'm just like, ah, I'm just gonna, I give up. Like, it's not worth it. I need to work on this some other time, because, like... Whatever, my landlord's like not ever gonna do anything about it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And then on my way here from from Glendale to Burbank, mm -hmm. went across the LA River oh, to get here, and it's like surging. A, it's like a, you could, yeah. It's like a rapids. Ooh. It's like huge. It's really <laughs> high up. It's like the most water I've seen in a really long time. Wow, so. sweet. Real exciting stuff over here in the chaparral of Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, only SoCal things here on the franchise. Am I right? <laughs> Yeah, well, only, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Power Wash Simulator is not water. I mean, it's not SoCal related, but yeah, it's very British, actually. It's, yeah, it's super duper British. Yeah. But they're both water related. True. Maybe I should have talked about these things next week when we do cover the way of water. Ah, uh, if only. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, Connery, what's new with you? 
I've been playing the Witcher next generate next gen thing that they did of it. Oh, it's like a uh, they like updated the graphics and everything yeah. for PS5 mm-hmm. and Xbox. Yeah, the graphic bumps, the frame rate stability, and uh, I think some other kind of like quest fix stuff. But it's been pretty fun. You know, I hadn't played it in a really long time, so it's been fun going through it again. I think the problem is I played it like three times when I first got it all those yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, oh, well, this is familiar, mm-hmm. but like I still don't know the exactly what's going to happen sometimes. But yeah, I'm just mostly just walking around, and I feel like I made my Geralt really overpowered kind of from the beginning, where I just took all combat feats and just like fast attack, fast attack, fast attack, and then it yeah. just like makes them bleed and they kind of die instantly. So I'm just like, okay, I'm way over leveled. <laughs> I might have made the game too easy. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, because you have like Witcher spells yeah. and then, like poisons or something. The thing is, I'm not using poison. I, he's literally just a combat witcher yeah. in my build, which is just like, so me just pressing square like once or <laughs> twice kills an enemy, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I played it once all the way through, but even then, I'm like, I, like I did it like two years ago, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I could still use a couple years off of the witcher, yeah. just because, like, I mean, it was really good. I really did like the witcher three, mm-hmm. but um, it was just was a lot. It was a big journey. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's huge. It's very long. Like, I was... I'm contemplating being like, should I stop this and play something else? I'm like, no, it's going to eat at me. I just have to finish it. <laughs> so I'm in, I'm in Novigrad. I'm in Novigrad. Yeah, I'm in Novigrad right now, and I forgot how racist that city is. Uh, is that like kind of like the classic medieval place? Yeah, like the big, the big town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where you meet like your dwarf friend and Dandelion and all them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that place is kind of fun. It's kind of like... I guess I liked all the DLC the most. Or oh, the or, DLC or, is great. That's what I'm trying to like get to. Like Hearts of Stone is one of my favorite. Is like my favorite. I think I really like that one. Is that when you go to the uh, like Norse themed islands and stuff? No, Skellige is is in the game. Uh, I you know it might take place in Skellige actually because it has that like dude with like your haircut, but he's like evil and like you do his whole storyline with like the demon and stuff and like we will stand upon the moon and i'm like i like i like that whole twist and everything i was like ah cool wow i really don't remember for some reason and i found you can even stumble upon it like in game like i was walking around and i was like oh this is the stand upon the moon place (laughs) (laughs) yeah i really like skelga which is like you take a boat around like little islands yeah skelga rocks i Uh, loved it there it's very norse Mm -hmm. and then there's the dlc or whatever is i forget what it's called but it's it's all like french blood and wine yeah Yeah, blood and wine it's all like french chivalry and vampires oh and vampires (laughs) yeah but there's like a whole like dueling of knights and stuff Mm -hmm. and there's also a vineyard that you can own that was like one of my favorite things is just (laughs) having a vineyard i'm like yeah i got some wine i love that in the end of the game and i was just like i like retired there with tris and i'm like i was like perfect done yeah it's really nice it's like actually a really nice ending yeah it's like super cool like he deserves this he can have a vineyard and just like live out his days with this beautiful sorceress and just hang out yeah did you choose yennefer or tris in the end of that game um Jennifer, sorry, it's been a couple of years. Like the one Jennifer. with the wizard with black hair. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I chose her the first time, and I found her really mean, and I chose Tris the second time. I'm like, this is so much nicer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I guess I do need to play it again, because I don't remember a lot of, like, the minutia of it. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of minor stuff that, like, you miss out yeah. on. Like, did you do, like, the whole, like, I guess Sinister Six kind of thing of monsters that go after you? No. Oh, I love that's like my favorite quest in the whole game. Is like, especially if you're nice to all the monsters, they the this werewolf's like, oh, he only kills monsters, and it's like, I heard a rumor that he did this and that he did this, that he saved the god and that he spared the succubus, and he's like, well, guys, like we we kind of came together to do a thing. <laughs> uh, but 
but I like that level a lot, or that quest. For anyone that doesn't know what a witcher does, what does one do when you're witching? Killing monsters. (laughs) That's like their whole job, right? Yeah, they're monster hunters. But they're also like cursed in a way. Yeah, they're like procedure. Yeah, they're like mutants, so they have like cat eyes and they can like see in the dark and be able to consider them monsters. They like heightened reflexes and above average strength. So yeah, they're cool. Yeah, I just always like the circuitous route of it being like these books by this Polish author, and then there was like a Polish movie, and then there was the games, and then the show came out. Yeah, it's a weird order. (laughs) But yeah, I I have never played the first two, but the third one is is really great. Same, I haven't done that either. I like. I think I heard a blurb from something that the the author of The Witchers where it was like, "Oh no, I'm not. I'm going to retire. Like I'm not. He retired early, like at forty or something. He was like." I'm never going to work again. Why would <laughs> yeah, I ever want to do rich. anything yeah. ever again? Yeah. <laughs> Which is like the same attitude I would have. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you know, like George R. R. Martin is just like, yeah, I've got a book coming out. It's like, sure. <laughs> Part of me is like, I really want to do like this ultimate like play where it's like he dies, but he's finished the book. And everyone's like, oh, like he died before he finished. What a loser. But then the book releases and it's the last one. And everyone loses their minds. <laughs> I do think about that a lot, though. It's like, oh, people who just don't stop working. Like ever, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, I think I do like, like look at Bilbo Baggins. He had one adventure and then just lived off of that the rest of his life. He, he had rings <laughs> with more than the value of the shire. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Not everyone's that lucky, but it's just like I don't know. Like, do I really want to be working in my like 70s? No. Like some people love it, but it's yeah. just like, like oh. Like, I was listening to a podcast, they mentioned SNL, and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, Lorne Michaels is, like, in his 70s, he's mm-hmm. still doing all that stuff, or, like... He needs to start either, like, I mean, picking a replacement or, like, closing the show. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, Ridley Scott, or Cl- especially Clint Eastwood. Who's oh, like yeah. He's mid- a walking corpse. Mid- wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> he is. <laughs> like, I see pictures, I'm like, you don't look well. You need to, like, stop, maybe. Like, just relax. You've probably got two good years left. I did go to Clint Eastwood's uh, former steakhouse. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's like derelict abandoned steakhouse. <laughs> I wish. And it's still said Clint. No, it's like he used to co-own it. Now oh. he doesn't. But they still have all this Clint Eastwood stuff <laughs> in, um, oh, my God, in Carmel. Mm. Uh, I went there like last month on a, while I was on a road trip. Nice. Uh, and there's a painting of Clint Eastwood on top of a big pig <laughs> <laughs> with like the iconic tree of like the 17 mile drive or whatever up there in Monterey is this like specific tree. Yeah. Um, and that's in the background and he's just like smiling, sitting on this big pig. <laughs> Cause it's, I forget what the, the restaurant's called, like the boar's head or something like that. It's big, something like big that. Big pig emporium. <laughs> yeah. It's called big pig emporium. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But I think the only other thing I would do is I've also been playing this game called vampire survivor that I really like a lot too. Yeah. Super, super arcade. The tagline to it is you are the bullet hell. So, I think I think it's fun. I think it's really like Power Wash. Similar to your brain turn off game, like that has been my brain turn off game. So instead of like power washing people, you're spraying them with blood instead. Is that what's happening? Uh, no, it's more like magic or bullets. Like you're vampire hunters, and like so you take on different characters. And, like you're an old man wizard. You're slow, but you just have like a force field to start off with. So it's cool. It's fun. It's a good game. I, I always think it's really fun. A lot of like secrets and like hidden things to do. So. If you want to, you can really dig into it, and if you want to just like goof off, you can just goof off. Yeah. Sorry, quick report on it's called Hog's Breath Inn. Hog's Breath. And it says on Google, delicious food in a Clint Eastwood themed restaurant. <laughs> However, there's a different one in Carmel that says uh, Mission. It's Mission Ranch restaurant. It says owned by Clint Eastwood. 
huh, do you think he like decided that one this one sucks and he moved to another I guess so. barbecue house? And they just use his likeness. Huh. He also used to be the mayor of Carmel by the Sea. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Would Clint Eastwood like vampire survivors? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think he likes many things, but I've never met the man. He likes Grand Torinos. He does like Grand Torinos. He likes to sing. I was about to about sing. Grand he likes Torinos. To sing. <laughs> uh, should we talk about the movie? Yeah. I'm gonna ride on my Banshee Reno. <laughs> That's what I got. Banshee Reno. Papa Dragon. It's <laughs> <laughs> the closest I got. Do you, I, do you think Clint Eastwood's seen Avatar? Probably. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I guarantee you he has. Well, speaking of what's new, you know what we did recently? We rewatched Avatar for this podcast. Whew. Man. We certainly did. <laughs> What are your what are your overall thoughts right now, Tyler, before we zoom in, I guess? My overall thoughts? Yeah. Of like deciding to do this or <laughs> Yeah, let's go let's go with that deciding. <laughs> what made you want to do this one really badly? Maybe we could have waited ten more years and waited till the three avatars. Well, okay, so part of that is self preservation, because it's like I don't want to cover all the avatars at once. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'd rather You'd rather cover all the Transformers at once, yes. but not all the episodes yes. at once. Yes, because they're like less. For some reason, that's more digestible than. Like, look before you're we... making Michael Bay blush. <laughs> Nothing makes him blush, <laughs> except drone footage of drones. Um, or remaking the Ninja Turtles <laughs> in a really horrifying <laughs> he, way. He is embarrassed about that. One. <laughs> Yes, so I'd rather do this every time a new Avatar comes out, so mm. we don't have to do them all at once, because I just feel like it'll be a lot. Like, there's just so much world building and everything, too, yes. whereas opposed to, like, something like Transformers, which, hey, now now the cat's out of the bag. <laughs> We're gonna do it. The Beast Wars is out of the bag. Oh, and I'm thrilled about it. <laughs> I don't know. That's just all, like, schlop to me, I guess. Yeah. But, like, this is, like, oh, it's, like, a lot more to think about, and then how, like, it's played in, like... So much has discussion has been had about Avatar and it's like cultural impacts. Like yes. that's always been the thing that people talk about. It's like, is it culturally relevant? Is it important? So it's like we kind of have to do obligatory episodes Absolutely. on this franchise. But also I do find it personally interesting how like one, it took him thirteen years to make a sequel of mm. this. And then you look back, like that's the gap between Titanic and Avatar is between Avatar and Avatar Two. And it's like looking at James Cameron's filmography, it's like, oh, like, most of the movies he made was, like, in the 90s and earlier. Wow, yeah, I guess so. But he's still just, like, always, like, present in terms of, like, film discussion and stuff like that. He's, mm -hmm. like, cemented his place, for sure, in, like, the... Um, Dichotomy? <laughs> um, I was going to say lexicon, <laughs> which is, like, equally not the right word. <laughs> They're both the wrong word. <laughs> he's, like, established himself in, like, the pantheon of, like, Filmmakers that, like, normal people know, I think, too. And just, like, being a huge blockbuster guy, too. Yeah, a big director. So anything that he makes is kind of noteworthy. And this happens to be a franchise now. Yes. So we kind of... I just feel like we're not doing it right if we're not covering something like this. I agree. Makes sense. Which, by the way, I feel like the rest of the year, this is probably the most on track we'll be. <laughs> because <laughs> I feel like we're going to do a lot of weird stuff this year. Yeah, we got a lot of cool stuff lined up. Get excited. 
Keyword cool. <laughs> Keyword cool. Um, yeah. And then there's the whole discussion of the franchise and its use of, like, indigenous people to tell a story, but, like, a lot of the actors are not indigenous. Yeah. So, like, some of them are, but it's, like, the whole thing with, like, Blueface and... There's a whole other element where it's, like, you're taking over, like, an, in- an indigenous person's body. Mm-hmm. But that's, like genetically fused with human dna but they grew theirs in a tube yeah so it's like kind of really horrifying just in terms of like it's like body horror and it's also like like racial horror it's kind of like get out yeah it's exactly like get out (laughs) but like he didn't have the capacity to really address any of that stuff he really just wanted to like make a big world Mm -hmm. but the way he did it was kind of like like we're talking about like you said there's kind of like a trail of tears segment yes where the when When the the tree home falls and they're literally all marching back to their new home and it's like it's like shit just a lot of the stuff is very on the nose in terms of its like use of indigeneity for the alien uh, for the navi yeah because as like jake solely says at the end like the aliens go home like talking about the humans he's fully navi now yeah so it's just really clunky with all of the cultural aspects of this and in 2009 feel like people weren't nearly as aware of <laughs> any like just just not nearly aware of like cultural differences and stuff like that yeah. and just like how it's appropriating so much of like native american culture yeah just being genuinely uncultured <laughs> well not just like culture but also like history and like the stereotypical like oh like the 1800s and stuff like that yeah you know? like not modern times in any way but mm-hmm. it's just uh I mean, here we are, like, two white men talking about this. But exactly. <laughs> this is why it's always going to be difficult. Like, yeah. We're, we're always going to be in the wrong. But we can talk about Jake Sully and him being, I guess, weird about it. <laughs> Jake Sully's definitely weird about it. Uh, there's definitely – he does definitely does a lot of bad things on accident to to the uh, to the Navi. Yeah. I forget what their, like, tribe is called. I think Papa Dragon actually calls him a race traitor he at does. one point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, okay, you can discuss all these things for sure, but, like, the way he does it is so clunky and just really on the nose. Like, the Parker Selfridge guy, like, uh, what's his name? He's, like, the businessman who's like, I want the unobtainium. That's right, yes, you know? ma'am. It's, I mean, <laughs> I was at uh, at uh, lunch with past and pending guest Jefferson Fugit, my uncle, and my aunt Brianna, and... Uh, I was talking to them, like, oh, just about Avatar in general. Mm-hmm. And Brianna was just like, yeah, I mean, it's basically just, like, Fern Gully and Pocahontas together. Yes. And just like, yeah, I feel like most, like, yeah, like, a lot of people have that opinion of it. It's, like, true. Yeah, when somebody said it, maybe somewhere wrote an article or something, but everyone's like, yes, it is absolutely all those things. Like, yes. <laughs> it was really hard having not seen this in a while. Probably... I don't know. Lily and I started watching it like two years ago mm-hmm. and like fell off like 20 minutes in. <laughs> the first 20 minutes is <laughs> hard to get through. At some point in the pandemic. Yeah, there's like the first, there's a lot of parts that are hard to get through. <laughs> but, so let's just go back to the first time we saw this movie. I think that's yes. a good place to start because I feel like I'm getting too ahead of it. That's a good point. Let's do it. The cart is before the space horse, whatever those are called. <laughs> I only know the Ekron, which are the uh, flying dragon things. I'm impressed that you learned the names because when they said anything that was kind of like in James Cameron's made-up language, I was like, shh. <laughs> Just static. <laughs> Just static. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, big dragon, weird horse, panther thing with six legs. 
yeah, Space Panther, yeah, space, 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 you know, space Bamboo. They run through all the Space Bamboo. Some of it's just like human stuff, and it's yeah. just like okay, or like Earth stuff. You can um, tell they had a few creative meetings where they're like, this is what the trees are, and this is what like different fauna and flora are, but then like, I don't know, the rest of it can be just regular plants. Yeah. Well, okay, so Connery, did you see this in theaters when it came out? Of course I did. It was the event of the season. I saw it in real 3D. It was the reason for the season. Yeah, it was the reason for the season. Blockbuster <laughs> season. <laughs> but yeah, I, I saw it in 3D mm-hmm. with, I think, uh, I think I saw it with my friends the Gonzaleses, and Grayson was there, I think my mom too. But yeah, we, we watched it, and uh, I remember leaving and being like, that was okay. Like, I don't know what all the fuss was about. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I kind of wasn't that impressed when I first saw it. I was like, it's beautiful. Like, it's very pretty, but like, I wasn't really moved by the story. Is that the only time you've seen it before this? or <laughs> Truly, that is the only <laughs> time I've seen it. Yeah, in 2009. I feel like that's a lot of people, though. Yeah, I think so, too. That's why I was so flabbergasted that he was even making a sequel. The only other time in the next few years after that is like they tried to make 3d tvs a big thing and they would always be like oh so you can see avatar in the way it's meant and everything so. yeah i remember when some family friends got a 3d tv and i was like i don't think this is gonna catch up did you try it out i've never used one yeah it was fine yeah. I, it was kind of like slightly 3d like it wasn't kind of crazy it was just like oh okay hmm. yeah what did you watch on it do you remember oh <sighs> I honestly think we watched part of Avatar and then I kind of just wandered out of the room. <laughs> As you do when watching Avatar. <laughs> yeah, just like there's something else I could be doing right now. Like, I know there's like fans of this franchise for sure. Yeah, I'm not discounting listening. you. Like th- good for you. You found something you like. I love you. I appreciate you. But I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I thing. mean, there are a lot of problematic things about Avatar yeah. at the same time. So <laughs> I don't, that's the thing. It's like, I'm just so on the cusp. Okay, sorry. Okay. So that Where was your you? first yes. experience. I saw it. At the uh, Edwards Regal Canyon Country 14. Ooh. <laughs> I think that was the number. <laughs> I think <laughs> I saw it at the, name, I saw it at the La Cunada, Um What's it called? It it's, it's a Regal now, but it was a United Artist. I saw it at oh. La Cunada United Artist. A little class mm-hmm. at the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I saw it in 3D, and the first time I saw it, I guess I was, what, 16? It definitely blew my mind. Nice. Yeah. It was just like I was just like shocked mm-hmm. when by the time the movie was over. I was like, whoa, that was like that was incredible. Like mm-hmm. I've never seen anything like that before. Like I was definitely like in the bag for it. Yeah. And then I guess I heard a few people being like, Oh yeah, but the story's not that good and everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, What? Really? So I, I went to go see it again. I probably I think the first time I saw it with my family, second time I saw it with some friends. And you really listened. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's like the first time you see it, you pay attention to so much of the visuals because it was yes. like the first time 3D was used really effectively, mm-hmm. too. And it now watching boring. it at home, I'm like, I can't even remember what that really felt like, mm-hmm. which is kind of – so I guess I kind of totally forgot about that aspect while it's at home. Yeah. But it's kind of like def- – it's definitely a movie that's best seen on a huge screen. Like there's just some movies like that. Oh, 100%. Uh, so I saw it the second time, and I'm like, oh, yeah, the story is kind of just generic. Like it is – there's a lot of – Things about it that are just kind of stories that have... It's just a very, like, hero's journey story. Yeah, you can predict the beats. Slash kind of, like, dances with wolves and stuff, where it's just like, okay, I'm sure... It, like, it is well-intentioned, but it doesn't have, like, the uh, cultural perspective to really address this. Yeah. And usually the thing with sci-fi is that you kind of go into space to avoid obvious tropes and, like, nearly stereotypes about certain cultures. Mm-hmm. So that you can like still be talking about it, yeah, but not being super obvious. 
but this is just like oh no this is straight up about like america and like native american people Mm -hmm. in during like manifest destiny and all that Mm -hmm. like horrible stuff so it's yeah it's not even like a space western it's like a space historical american film yeah uh but it's just so on the nose that it, it, it kind of detracts everything from... And like, here's the it, big question. Yeah. People are sometimes stupid, so maybe James Cameron was like, I have to explain it to them on this level <coughs> for them to understand. Like, I maybe right. I am like, don't forget about this. Like, this is timeless. Yeah, and I'm sure that was, like, his intention at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, 2009, so it was, like, a totally different time in terms of how, like, the public talks about... That. Cultural <laughs> identity and everything, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but... Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. It's just a lot to take in while you're just trying to enjoy this big space movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, the deeper you go down that path, the more complicated it gets and problematic it gets and mm-hmm. everything. So, uh, yeah. So that's, that's where we were. <laughs> huh? Where are we now? I mean, what do you mean, though? Like... <laughs> I guess what are, what are your feelings on it now? Like you you talked about then you were you were pretty blown away and then like you saw the story again you're like okay I kind of get it but what's your thought like now? Well, now I guess I just rambled into 20, it. You're 29, Tyler. Yeah. Yeah, but well, I mean that's what I mean. It's like even at that time I was more so it's like oh yeah the story's pretty generic but mm-hmm. like now it's there's just so many more problems with it. Yes. And then also just some of the sh- like overall the movie still looks great for being 13 years old at this yeah, point. It's still very pretty. But there's still some, like, oh, it's, like, all the backdrops and stuff are, like, incredible. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes, like, the Navi look kind of weird. Uh, kind of, <laughs> like, not low-res, but just, like, graphic-y. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I mean, this, I just had to put myself in the mindset of 2009. Yeah, exactly. But it's kind of going to happen with anything that's, like, cutting-edge technology. It's going to look silly. I thought it was really funny on. that all the Navi women have these, like, necklaces that just cover, like, the sexy bits. But, like... They don't move ever. They just, like, stay static in place. Like, there's a couple times when, like, the girl, like, falls. I'm like, oh, no. But, like, it's like a breastplate almost more so than, like, anything else than a necklace. I was like, this is kind of silly, but whatever. It's like PS2 video game. Yes. Like, where it's like, here's your armor, and it just doesn't move at all. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Or it kind of felt like that. I'm like, you don't want want to be PG-13, not, like, R for, like, sexuality in that sense, so. Well, they they all are also wearing, like, nothing. Yeah. And it's just like. No one's even wearing, like, a smock or anything. And oh. it's just, like, so it's a little, I don't know, whatever. That's just getting too much in the minutiae. But what do you think of the Navi design? Let's start there. That's a good place to go, I think. I Like, just their physical design. I like that they're really big. <laughs> That's something I genuinely enjoy. It's like it's like in Star Wars when I thought Snoke was going to just be that big. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, honestly, that's so yeah. fucking cool. I'm sure there's a Reddit page for people who thought Snoke would be big. <laughs> yeah. I would be on it. Yes, you should be on it. <laughs> but like that's that's something like just like a really daunting size, or it's like and the humans are so small comparable to them, which I'm like I really like. I like it a lot, and you forget that when you're hanging out with the Navi <laughs> so much, and then a human comes up to them, yeah. and you're like, oh, <laughs> they're just huge. I would like it if there was just one giant Snoke in on Exegol or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> He's just like, so cool. or like Palpatine rides in on a giant Snoke, <laughs> <laughs> and then he shoots lightning that's at like it. True Cronenberg horror. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. Just awesome. anything would make that movie better. Just him really leaning into like the aspect <laughs> and like the total like disregard of like human life of like cloning and stuff like that and like morphing and twisting someone's anatomy. 
I need I need more stuff on Snoke. <laughs> I know, right? He's kind of my favorite Star Wars character right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> just so weird. Okay, Snoke also tall. Yes. Is he ten feet tall though? Like a like a uh, Navi? No, he's not even. I think he's he's short even. Yeah. Snoke wasn't that big, but so I like that they're big. I go back and forth between liking that they're kind of cat like. Right, because I was thinking at certain points, I'm like, oh, would they look better with fur or, like, weirder with fur? I think they'd look a lot weirder with fur. Yeah. I like that they're kind of, like, smooth. I don't like that they do cat things. It's (laughs) much easier to animate, too. Yes. Without the fur. Oh, yeah, that'd be horrible with, like, the fur. As we all learned from cats. (laughs) (laughs) Smooth, gelled skin cats. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I don't like to do cat things. There's parts where, like, the girl and even, like, Jake Sully go, like... (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I hate that. Don't do that. Would you like it better if they were dogs? Dog people? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were barking. It'd still be weird to me. They're just like panting excitedly. <laughs> no, it'd still be weird. I'm like, I just, I think they're humanoids. So they should be like acting a little bit more like, I don't know, humanish. And I'm like, it looks like you guys are beyond like hissing and barking at each other. Yeah. They're also more naturalistic, I guess. But yeah. I do like how tall they are. Mm-hmm. That's something I do like. I don't really like how like emaciated all of them look. Yeah, like I really was like the, even like the the future like tribe leader. I was like I wanted him to be just be jacked. I'm like, what about like a big jacked Navi? What does that <laughs> look like, like? Jacked, like like he's been doing. Uh, um, oh my god, what like is he's it? been bench pressing <laughs> yeah, the rhinos, and he's just like, fuck yeah. <laughs> my reference for that was what does Batman do again in Batman v Superman? Oh, CrossFit. Yeah, CrossFit. Thank you. <laughs> that's how I remember what that's called. <laughs> <laughs> the dead like workout form of CrossFit. <laughs> yeah. Like but I don't I don't think they had CrossFit, but it's just like I don't know. Like I get it too because they're living off the land and everything. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like yeah, there's no like <laughs> there's no space McDonald's and stuff. But it's like I want to see like one like t- tubby Navi or something. Yeah, like, like even like a tubby one or like <laughs> I don't know. I know they all run around, they get lots of cardio, so that's why they're so thin, but like I right. want to see one that's like I eat like the I eat the protein of like the panther monsters and like I just get like he's just a really buff Navi and just kicks the shit out of people. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's not a lot of variety in terms of how people look. Yeah, there's no like body real type to them. It's just like you are all one thing. But I mean, it's the same thing with humans, I guess. I feel uh, like we all look very different, Tyler. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, because everyone's blue. Yeah, I don't know. Um, like maybe I'd love like off blue or like purple even would be fun or like yeah because they go to the different like nations and stuff at the very end mm-hmm. very quickly yeah. like oh yeah you know the ocean people whatever. and I was like oh the way of water <laughs> come back <laughs> way of water here we come dun 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 I thought you were singing the Mordor theme for a moment <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not that one. Sure. Okay, fine. You sing it. We'll see how good dun, you do. Dun, dun, dun. Wait. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> That's a Mordor theme. <laughs> oh, Celebrimbor, how I miss ye. <laughs> ye with your hammer and... Tyrannical ways. <laughs> hey, Caleb Burnbore's blue. He's a ghost. That's a good point. He can fit just right in with the Navi. Um, He's like Papa Dragon and a Navi <laughs> fused together. Where do we even talk about this movie? Like, the story is... F- let's just talk about the story, I guess. Sure, sure. Like, let's break it down. I wrote a bunch of notes that I've yet to even look at. <laughs> Same. 
Basically, Jake Sully, former Marine, goes to Pandora because his brother, who is like a scientist, Ooh. right, died. So he's there to take over like his yes. brother's avatar. Because he his genome fits in with him or something. Yeah. And there's a whole other factor talking about like body horror stuff, like he is living within his brother's DNA in that avatar body. Ugh. So it's not even his own. Yeah, that is creepy. So, like, there's not even a, really a thought about that uh-huh. or, like, thinking about his brother in any way. Yeah. And it's just, like, that's just a very interesting thing to think about. I'm sure in the novelization of Avatar that he probably thinks that and goes through that. And then says, oh, well, and then moves on to the next <laughs> scene. <laughs> but, I mean... What I'm, can you do about that, though? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's just weird to think about, you know? I'm it's not like, saying grow you, me a new one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you have to grow a new one, but that is just a whole other layer of being, like, of strange body horror. It is. Um, So he goes there. He is, uh, he, I, I guess both of his legs are paralyzed. Yes. Um. So, but in his avatar body, you know, he's fully mobile and everything. Yeah. So there's something interesting about that, too. It's I like, like that. When he runs out, then I was, I was like, that's great. This is great. He just, he wants to run and walk again. Like, that's great. Yeah. There's like wish fulfillment of that, mm-hmm. of just like wanting to be at what you had before. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's other like minor stuff that's not really on the nose where it's, it's like, oh, like Sigourney Weaver, like the first time she shows up in her avatar body, she's wearing like a like a like a crop top yeah. kind of thing. And it's just like, oh, you know, like looking up like Sigourney Weaver's like she's 60, you mm-hmm. know, and it's just like I'm not uh, saying anybody shouldn't wear whatever. I'm just saying like, like she she's youthful in this body and like young and like fit and stuff. So it's like, you know, it's it's fun. It's fun for her to be like, I'm a sexy Navi now. Look what I can do. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like you can live a whole different life in this body and it's like really healthy and everything like that. Because they have this technology, I'm wondering if Earth just does this. If they have like that one sci-fi show that was on Netflix for a hot minute where you could like transfer your consciousness to different bodies. What show is that? I forget. Carbon. Carbon something. Oh, Altered Carbon? Altered Carbon, yes. Oh. Is that, that what that is? Yeah, that's the thing is you can transfer your consciousness to other bodies. Gotcha. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm sure they have some sort of tech like that. Yeah. I'm sure there's some man stuck in a hamster's head or something. <laughs> oh, I'm sure Papa Dragon's done it twice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the other side of that is that you're using, um, I don't know. It's just tough to talk about. You're living in another, like, species body. Yeah, like, you're living in, like, indigenous people's bodies yeah. that, like, didn't have a consciousness in them, in them previously, but you're still wearing them as, like, a... Like a, like a skin. Yeah, and that's just really, obviously, very problematic. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, even, like, the... Is that Nateri's brother who becomes the new um, leader, and then he gets shot, like the warrior? Uh, no, that was her betrothed. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. She's just the daughter of the chief and the uh, shaman, though. Like, he says, like, he's an imposter. He's wearing a disguise and everything like that. I'm like, yeah, I would feel very strange if, like, an alien was wearing human skin mm-hmm. of, like, someone that looks like me, but it's, like... Not that at all. Exactly. He says it's a demon in like Yeah, our it's skin. a demon, right. And, and I was like, like yes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's horrifying. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> we don't need to go through the whole plot like we no. used to like a hundred years ago. But <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just, you know, he meets some Navi yep. in his avatar body. Falls in love. He is like a baby. He is like a baby. <laughs> he first loves Papa Dragon. Papa Dragon's like a father. I think you're to about him. to say Papa John's. And <laughs> now, Papa now, I'm, John's. now I'm imagining Miles Quartz just being really sweaty <laughs> and like holding his breath outside. Really greasy man wearing like a polo. Ew. I'm going to eat a pizza every day this month. 
don't stop me. <laughs> then he never did. Because <laughs> it'd kill him. His doctor was like, this will destroy you. Don't do it. What else? Um, I just think all like the, the human military and corporate stuff, mm-hmm. especially, is like less. It's just more uh, sketched and very villainous. Yeah. Uh, like you look at something like Aliens, mm-hmm. another James Cameron movie about corporations yes. and 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 their power over like people and their mm-hmm. contracts and everything. Like that feels more nuanced than this movie. This is trying to be like as wide as possible, I guess. Yeah, it's it's like it's it's a setup, but it feels like it should be the setup for something that for like another movie that comes out like two years down the line rather than thirteen. Yeah, it definitely feels like the ending of this movie feels like there should be a sequel in two years. Yes. I like the way it's all set up and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we should definitely be going on another adventure. And now it's like, oh, it's been a long time. Yeah, it's like, okay, let me re-meet Jake Sully. And I feel so bad. I keep forgetting the girl's name. In Natiri. It. Natiri. And uh, I don't know. Did, did the other human man live? The dork one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember his name. <laughs> the dark one. Who just has who just learns how to shoot a big machine gun, yeah, I guess. Like, okay. He's just like a researcher. Like yeah. that's weird. There was there was a moment that really struck I know I'm skipping way ahead, but like there was a moment that's that fine. made me really really bummed out where like they're at like the the, the super magic tree, like like basically the brain of the of the world. And they try to like resurrect Sigourney Weaver into the body of her avatar. And I was like, it, it fails. And I was like, this tree's like weak as shit. Like, how come it didn't work? How come it didn't work? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I know she died and stuff, but I'm just like. I think it did work. No, she dies. But she's like with the, well, they don't like transfer it into another body because there isn't like another body That's there. That's literally what happened to Jake Sully at the end of the movie. <laughs> his, his mind goes into his avatar and he wakes up and he's a permanent not me. <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> like, that's what happened. Wait, how come it doesn't work for her, then? Because, like, her, the shaman says her wounds were too great. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> like, how come Sigourney? But then, like, she's in the next movie. <laughs> yeah, she is in the next movie, so we'll find out. That's not even, like, look, that's just, like, yeah, that's whatever. Like, not great writing. Is her, like, consciousness embedded into, like, the system of Pandora now? Or yeah, like... that's the whole thing. Okay. So well, she saw God? Yeah, she even says she did. Oh, okay. She's like, I'm with her now. Oh. With talking about, like, Pandora as a world. Well, I love talking about reincarnation and path, and path by the way of water and Avatar way of water. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll get there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, she sees, uh, I forget, uh, Awa, right? Yes. Yeah, so Who's, like, the, the spirit of the planet, basically, who they worship. Uh, like she's like Sigourney Weaver's character sees Awa as she's dying. I see you. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Jake Sully, he embeds himself in the Navi and they have a wonderful time. He trains, becomes a warrior, rides a banshee. Uh, he falls in love. They have weird ponytail sex in front of a tree. And yeah, it's a. Uh, pretty <laughs> that's the movie that's that's the movie um there's a big fight <laughs> and it's just like one huge fight i guess there's two fights but like there's one giant fight yeah there's but, one fight where the navi get crushed and the second fight they they kick butt and where i'm like i l- would have loved if you guys have these armored piercing arrows a lot sooner <laughs> yeah just speaking of how like one-to-one it is they just have bows and arrows mm-hmm. 
and that's about it. There's nothing really, they don't have any like cool weapons or anything. It's just kind of like, yeah, we have bows and arrows. Yeah, like what about what if they have like catapults or like, uh, what else? I don't know. It'd be cool if those rhinos could like sprout wings and fly. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess they have the rhino things, yeah. Or what if they could like control gravity and just like slam the planes down, like the, what the fl- power of the floating mountains. Like, what if they crash one of the mountains into like the base in the end? Yeah, I mean, that'd be pretty cool, but yeah. they probably also wouldn't want to do that. You probably know? not. <laughs> I think that location is sacred to them. You're right. But it also, it gets to the point so much where it's like they just have bows and arrows. It, it just gets to where Jake solely is just throwing grenades everywhere because it's the only thing that will like do damage to this big ship. Yeah. It's like, yeah, somebody needs to have like a big giant like spear or something yeah that they can use or I don't know, just anything. Any kind of like, oh, use like the bioluminescent toxins to like spear like put explosive arrows or something oh, you know so that'd be cool but like, like rambo <laughs> like they they have poison but i would love that they're like napalm arrows that'd be rad just something like that yeah um add a little bit more because the whole final fight scene for me i don't know about you but it just kind of goes on and on and it's not super exciting to yeah. me it's just i don't know like it's just there mm-hmm. It is. It it just kind of happens, and it goes on, and you're right, and on and on, and then God answers the prayers of a white man, <laughs> and saves the whole planet. She would not answer for her people, not ever. It's the girl even says she does not take sides, but she listens to him. I, I was like, this is so bad right now. This sucks. <laughs> Why would she answer the prayers of her people? But she answers Jake Sully's prayer. Jake Sully gets her father killed also. Yes. He does a lot of things that just cause problems. It's like, thank God he like trained or he mastered uh, Taruk. Because otherwise, if he just came back in a normal one, everyone would be like, get the fuck <laughs> out of like, here. Go away. <laughs> it's probably just like, yeah. Oh, could you imagine? Uh, they all like want to touch him like he's God. When he, when he has the big orange one. I, I don't know. So, so, so I was like, <laughs> if ever there was a white Christ metaphor, <laughs> it's this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus was white and his name is Jake Sully. It is Jake Sully. Uh, yeah, so there's that. No, I just was quiet for a second because I'm like, what do I even talk about this movie besides that? Like, yeah. I wrote down so many notes that I'm just like, I don't like Miles Korich reminds me of the villain from Small Soldiers. <laughs> exactly who he is (laughs) i mean he's he's just basically look like made up to look like an action figure yeah like he's like the quintessential american angry general more like a fifth of tequila and an ass kicking (laughs) am i right uh (laughs) they call jake Sully meals on wheels in the beginning of this movie and that's like just very it's so bad. It's a very different time 2009 was. Jake Sully calls a, a panther a bitch. <laughs> oh, no, he says it to the to the rhinos, and then a panther comes up behind him. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you calling, like... The big rhino. Like, yeah, why are you doing that? <laughs> it's, just like, it's like we've been playing Gears of War, and they keep calling the, the, the locust queen, like, the <laughs> main... Uh, yeah, all they... The only descriptor they can say is, like, oh, that, like... That bitch. And it's just that like, bitch better stop talking or I'm going to really get her. It's like, yeah, Jesus it's like Cole. really terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's. And sure enough, she showed up. Nobody fired a single shot at her. <laughs> Nobody did anything. 
They really didn't do anything. It's all just like blustering and like I'm like, man, on this on face like male posture. Yeah. On face value, this this <laughs> Gears of War is really like male toxic. It's like, oh, maybe it's not. It's like, oh no, it definitely is. <laughs> There's no gray area there. I'm excited to move on through that game though, as we get to like three and four, and then and five has a female protagonist. Oh, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see how well <laughs> Cliffy B and the gang cover that. <laughs> Cliffy B. <laughs> it's Cliffy B. <laughs> That's the designer of the game. Oh, Cliffy B. <laughs> He does sound like another Gears of War character, though, he doesn't does. he? He does. Like, he's, like, there with Chug. And- <laughs> Ch- Chug Buckle. Chug Buckle. <laughs> a, character, a character name I came up with. But- <laughs> Which killed me. It still does. Chug Buckle. <laughs> anyway, Avatar. Avatar. I just think, Avatar. okay, so, it, like, <laughs> something that would help this movie is if Jake Sully wasn't white. Oh, yeah. I think, like, basically any ethnicity, but especially if he was, like, Native American, yeah. uh, it would add another layer that would make it a little less problematic but mm-hmm. inherently this movie's problematic so oh yeah you can't really fix it with one thing <laughs> you have to it's like there's too many holes in the in the wall you there's know? a lot to do only got 10 fingers and eventually I, the water's gonna break through and i really wonder would the scene really been that different if 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 it was the navi girl praying to her goddess at, at the end of that moment and just be imploring her be like i know you don't take sides but like we need you now more yeah, than why ever. does it have to be him like why is it him <laughs> yeah. why it really doesn't need to be him oh he's like yeah not only wasn't was i not a navi originally but i'm a better navi than all of you yes and like and she's the next shaman like you think she <laughs> yeah that like really like that's like a curse on like your people like <laughs> Oh my god, just horrible. <laughs> and it really makes me wonder now that like the god will intervene in things. Like, what's Way of Water's like conflict going to be? Is it like more Navi fighting each well, other? Well, I think they go to a different planet or something. A new world? Yeah, I huh. think so. I think it's like a moon of of Pandora. Oh, okay, cool. The Navi make rocket ships. They advance quick. <laughs> Maybe they just gave Taruk a big mask <laughs> so they could fly through space. <laughs> See, you said Big Bass, and I, I pictured rocket thrusters on him. <laughs> also that. Just like, Very... when he goes too fast, and he just dies exiting the atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> it just, like, literally flops. Like, it crash lands. <laughs> I was going to say it's very Rodan, but... <laughs> Rodan. Oh, Jesus, that's good. I do think Sigourney Weaver's good in this movie. She is. She does a great job. Like, I like her. She is very like, oh, I'm the head of this business in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, oh, we don't celebrate these kinds of James Cameron-like figures anymore. <laughs> Where it's like, she's very mean to everyone in the beginning. Yeah. Like, why aren't we doing this right right now? God damn it and stuff. To, and then she chills out a lot more. The more Navi she becomes. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that. I mean, oh, shit, I had a point to make about her, but I forgot. Oh, well. <laughs> I can just tell that she's like really enjoying being not like her own height and everything yeah because and just like that'd be fun for any actor to play i think it's probably challenging but it's it's also way better than putting on but like 100 pounds of makeup or whatever you know it's like just uh to wear a funny suit instead (laughs) i always like the things where it's the tennis balls that the actors are acting at in like modern day and I imagine the actors in Avatar like having a giant like tennis ball like on top of their head, yeah, like, right. like, eight feet up or something, just being like, "Look at me up here, not here, up here." 
I always like that for like the Caminoans in the behind the scenes for Attack of the Clones. They just have like a paper cut out of their head, like way above them. It's so great. There, I saw something with I think it was like Chris Pratt in Jurassic World, where like it's him like doing the thing, or he's oh he's reaching out to touch some to touch a dinosaur, but it's just like a tennis ball. And then somebody switched it around to be like, no, like this is real. It's the dinosaur. The tennis ball is Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> like it was never real. <laughs> That's pretty good. I was like, that's great. I love that. God, remember Jurassic World Dominion? No. <laughs> remember Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? I don't think I've been made to watch that quite yet. It's not out yet. Um, <sighs> hmm. Oh, I was going back to... I just need to circle back to <laughs> Jake Sully calling the rhino a bitch. Yes. Um. I get, you know, because the first time I, I think we got to that point, me and Lily, and I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'm not really invested in this movie. <laughs> I turn it off. But watching it this time, I'm like, oh, okay, I kind of get what they're doing. Like, they're making him kind of just like a dumb Marine. Yeah. Like, whatever. Like, I don't mean Marines are dumb, but just like stereotypical writing and stuff. Like, I'm a soldier. I don't yeah. know this science stuff. He you doesn't know? know. He doesn't know the culture, the ways of the, the world or anything. He's just like diving and being like, yeah, fuck yeah, you back down better. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I get what he's doing, but it's just also... I mean, also Sam Worthington's Australian, I think, and he's doing this kind of like kind of Bronx accent, kind of, but it's also feels like something else. Why too. do most like it's foreign so actors do the Bronx accent when they go American? Uh, I don't know. Like who? I don't know. I feel like there's like they go like Bronx or like. I feel like I've only ever seen Benedict Cumberbatch do like a really straight American accent and be like, Hi. he does a, yeah, especially the first Doctor Strange. He does a really weird accent. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I am American. I am enunciating everything. Uh, I mean, it's not that bad. For no, sure, but it's fine. And he also like, I don't know. I love Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, he's great. Benny C. <laughs> My mom said she watched Desolation of Smog last night. I was like, I really want to watch that movie again. Yeah. <laughs> he did pretty good as Smog. He's so good in Power of the Dog too. He is great in Power of the Dog. I need yeah. to see that again. Mm. But Benedict Cumberbatch, unfortunately, is not in this movie. No, he does not play the voice of the tree. <laughs> that would be the worst thing, I think. <laughs> I mean, I could see him pulling it off, but yeah. it's just like, especially for 2009, it's like, you shouldn't do that either. Uh, what do you think about like the humans in this? Like, In terms of their gear and everything, Like, do you think their mech suits are cool in the, like, the military? I'm glad you talked about the mech suits, because I think it's so stupid when they hold the gun, invisible gun, inside the cockpit of the mech suit. <laughs> right, I yeah. think they look so stupid every yeah. time. <laughs> I, I just want to see one of those mech suits. I want to see Miles Korich in that mech suit fighting uh, Paul Giamatti as the rhino <laughs> in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, yes. who's also in a mech suit. I had an idea to change it. I was like, you'd think that it would just be like the mechs would have like a gun arm and like an and like a hand that can like kind of like extend, like have knives and stuff. Maybe yeah, you like think punch. It'd have something. Yeah. Yeah. And like all the all the thing with the gun hand, like you just close your fist and you just fire with it. So it'd be like go 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 go, then release and go 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 or smack and like that kind of thing. But with yeah. the knife hand, you have free to do like whatever. But like just the awkward position of like <laughs> pretending to be a Call of Duty soldier <laughs> and running through the forest is so stupid. Well, you think it'd be like, yeah, you could have like a Swiss Army hand or something. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, here's a big screwdriver in case you need that. Or like, could you imagine if it like swapped hands? Like, yeah, you have like a big drill or something, yeah. like a fist. Like, that'd be awesome. Or like, one's a sword and one's like, or you could switch to the shotgun mode or whatever. Ooh. It's like, any of that makes a lot more sense than him having a gigantic knife that. I, that's the one thing that I feel like people always bring up. It's like, oh, yeah, like the mech suit with the giant knife. It's just really goofy. <laughs> the big Bowie knife. 
which is like okay so i like his military designs in like aliens mm-hmm. and stuff and it's like i know that's not all him there's yeah there's pr- other production designers. designer and props and everything mm-hmm. that did a fantastic job um like the i'm gonna get flack for calling this the wrong thing like the <laughs> turbo loader whatever it's called yeah the, the uh, thing that sigourney weaver drives in the end to fight the aliens yeah like that design is really cool too mm-hmm. but this feels like and that's just like a that's just meant for like freight and everything yeah. i guess part of that makes it cooler but these mm-hmm. mechs just kind of feel like I don't know, they just feel kind of generic and, like, not super inspired. Yeah, the helicopters as well. I remember I just heard regular helicopter sounds. I was like, they shouldn't be like, whoa, 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 whoa. They should be like, Because it's got, like, two propellers. They look like they're spinning so fast. It should be like, whoop, 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 whoop. It should be that, like, low hum kind of thing. Yeah, they feel very, like, Halo, which is, like, I I guess they feel a little Halo. They feel very Halo, yeah. It just feels like designs of of that time, too, because it's hard to criticize it that much just because like looking at something like the dune movie mm. uh the new one that came yeah. out like what two last year last year yeah like the helicopter have you seen that movie yeah i saw dune yeah the uh the way those helicopters move are really cool because they're yeah. like um yeah they're like the dragonfly dragonfly yeah it's mm-hmm. like that's pretty innovative design i don't know if that's in the books but that's but cool. that's really cool mm-hmm. and these are just kind of like just the marine military stuff is very kind of like military standard yeah stuff, standard so. issue right you think they get like all the cool prototype gear going into this like planet that has the shit they want yeah so i don't know did you like anything about their stuff uh no i don't think so none of the designs of the <laughs> mechs really appealed to me that much i thought his gun his pistol was really stupid looking though it looks like he had two flashlights on like either end of his pistol yes i was like but when he's shooting it outside when yeah he, is, he does a, a few times where he just doesn't have a mask outside mm-hmm. and i'm like okay so like the air is not that toxic but you can't breathe it still I yes guess. it's like swimming underwater or something like that may, that's a good analogy for it. it's like swimming underwater <laughs> especially like it when he when he sees jake Sully on top of the big plane of the big helicopter thing mm. and he's just like oh it's it's Sully," and then he like does a whole like <gasps> yeah and then goes up like he like does a whole like holds his breath in really time like that's not gonna work the no. way you th- are you stupid like <laughs> yes i think he is <laughs> he's incredibly pig at his like i can do it i'm the strongest yeah, he just really doesn't have much dimension, which, no. whatever. He's, like, the villain in a giant blockbuster, but I still mm-hmm. always want a little bit of characterization, if possible. Yeah. Uh, it is cool when he jumps out of the thing as it's exploding. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. pretty bad. When he lands, it's like, oh, he means business now. Yeah. But, again, James Cameron wrote the script all on his lonesome, uh, at, at least what that's what, like, the credit says. and mm. you know. It says James Cameron all by his lonesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Esquire, um, DDS. <laughs> he does have an editing credit on this. Oh, cool! So he couldn't let other people edit it. Well, other people did, but he was one of them. Power corrupts. But I'm just like, yeah, I feel like he was heavily involved in. That's just how he is. He's really heavily involved in everything. Very hands-on guy. Yeah, and he's like, I don't know. There's a million stories about James Cameron that I are all like unverifiable, you yeah. know. But it's like. If you can't do your job better than him, it seems like a problem, you know? Uh, That's why it took 13 years. Oh, yes. Sorry. I just totally just lost my train of thought. No worries. Um, no, he just really put in a lot of time to make sure that the scripts were like exactly what should be and mm-hmm. everything. And so it's like I appreciate the time almost because otherwise 
maybe we would just have another avatar and it'd be like yeah. oh yeah that one's fine too made a lot of money it looks good in theaters and stuff yeah but, so hopefully i'm really hoping the story is good in avatar 2 i am too i i am really crossing my fingers that we have a good time <laughs> please just please let it be fine <laughs> please james it, it looks pretty like on the bright side they they always look pretty <laughs> just quiet what are your i'm just looking through my notes for like anything else anything? i mean what are you at like 45 minutes no we're at we're like an hour and three actually oh, okay yeah but like i don't know man like uh what do, what do, oh, here's one. What about the the animals and stuff? Did you like all of those? Because I like the animal designs a lot. Um, I guess I like the little, uh, like hyena kind of things. Yeah, you like that those? go after him in the middle of the night. Yeah, those are cool. Those are pretty cool because mm-hmm. they're not just like apes or something. They're they're <laughs> a new design. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the panther with six legs. I didn't know it said six legs until this viewing. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, the panther's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. They both feel kind of like glossy and Beast Wars-ish. Oh, very much. <laughs> they're all like, they look like they're sweating or wet. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I like them, but there's nothing that I like really loved yeah. the design of. So I like the horses. Yeah, I guess I like the horses the best. Mm-hmm. And there's that whole shot with like the horse on fire as it's running by. I'm like, <laughs> I feel like okay. that's from something already. Yeah, right. <laughs> like some of the like tragic war movies, you see the horse on fire running away, and you're like, oh, that's always sad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's that shot in War of the Worlds, which I'm sure is an homage to something else, too, mm-hmm. where the train is just going by on fire. Oh, yeah. That's that a really cool shot. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, I wrote down a note that says, Avatar is the Shrek of big blockbuster action films. And it took me a while Elaborate. to, like... <laughs> yeah, I was like... <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? Why did I write that down? I'm like, oh, I think Were I remember. Were you in some, like, vague stupor? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Uh, no, just like it's a cultural discussion thing, but it's not really like it's like everyone's like Avatar, but then no one's like, I love Avatar. I mean, people love Shrek. What are you talking about? I know about? I love Shrek, but I'm just saying like there's Shrek one and two. Those yeah. are great. Shrek three and four. I never saw them because mm. they seemed like not that great. I saw Shrek three. It was really bad. <laughs> I hear Shrek forever after is better. Okay. But it's just one of those things where it's like, it's not r- they also came out like in early 2000s and stuff. Bear with me with this analogy. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm curious but, how we get to the end. <laughs> it's just kind of thing. It's like in the public consciousness. And then like it kind of just went away for a few years. And now it's like ever since they announced an Avatar 2 and finally being filmed like the past couple of years. Now mm-hmm. it's like a big wave of things again. But it's just like. Are you, are you like equating the Avatar 2 to Puss in Boots The Last Wish? I wish I was making a more one-to-one analogy. <laughs> it just They're just weird CG creatures, both of them. Yes. And I don't know. It, they, they're just, like, kind of funny and things to goof on. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's it. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just more cut of a this feeling. out. No, no. It's more of a feeling. I think I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I won't argue this point anymore. It's, it's not worth on it. On the subject of Shrek, I really want to see Puss the Last Wish because that looks really good. <laughs> We should have covered that into the Avatar. <laughs> we'll get to the Puss in Boots movie soon. There are two of them. We can do it. Uh, What's your favorite line in this movie? I like I Dream of Flying as like a real one. And then again, my actual favorite line is more like a fifth of tequila and an ass kicking. <laughs> yeah. Which the, both I feel like take place literally in the same scene at the beginning <laughs> of the movie. So, I guess my favorite actual line is that it is a demon in a false body. 
Oh, just right. because it's like, yeah, this is all really weird mm-hmm. and demented. Yeah. Um, my favorite, my favorite actual line is when Korich is looking at a picture of <laughs> Sully, and he's like, "Scale up, enhance," <laughs> and they enhance. <laughs> yeah, they enhance. And I'm like, how do you just enhance anything? Like, but I just love it when people enhance stuff in, in movies. <laughs> just all being Blade Runner. Huh? Listen to that little Blade Runner thing, like enhance. 36B enhance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Are, are we at the end? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez's uh, helicopter is called Rogue One. And yes. So I thought that was notable. <laughs> you see, I like that they have it all like painted up in the end. I was like, that's cool. It kind of yeah. like differentiates her helicopter. And also, there's a part where she says, I didn't sign on for this blowing up the tree home. And I'm like, yes, you did. Like, you knew exactly what you signed up for. Like, what are you talking about? You wanted to go here and kill blue people. Like, yes, you did. I just wanted the money, but then I'm going to get high and mighty about it, I guess. Yeah, exactly. You can't You can't do this. You can't, like, shift. You shouldn't have gone. If well, you she believe. tried to shift, and that led to her death also. So. I didn't know she was going to die, or I forgot she was going to die. And I really wanted her around for Avatar too. So yeah, I was, I was like, sad. I was like, I like her in this movie. I, mm-hmm. I want to see her in the second one. Yeah. It's like, oh, she's one of the few characters that's not back. Mm-hmm. I felt like that sucks. She was cool. I liked her. Because I think like Korich is back in the second one too. Who? The <laughs> the the main bad guy. No, he. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, is he in an Avatar body now? <laughs> like, what he is? Fucking died. Yeah, I know. He's supposed to be in it. Okay. Sure, why not? I, I guess. So why not bring Michelle Rodriguez? Yeah. How is he coming back? He got shot with two poison arrows. Silence. Yeah, it's the ticking of the clock. <sighs> oh, well. Papyrus subtitles. Do you think he'll be in a real pop- Papa Dragon? Papyrus Dragon. Papyrus Dragon. Was there Papyrus fault in this movie? <laughs> yeah, the subtitles are in Papyrus. Oh, they are. <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad. Yeah, it's pretty awful. It's like what? That's like something that aged immediately. I watched this YouTube video the other day. Somebody making fun of papyrus. They're like, "You should never use papyrus, only to show your classmates how in the know you want Egyptian history." Or <laughs> 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 it's only for uh, ancient Egypt book report. Yeah, an ancient Egypt book report, or like making a trippy music video, and that's it. <laughs> that's why I only write my essays in wingdings. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good joke to play on a teacher. It's like I wrote in Wingdings. <laughs> That'd be so tedious and hard to do. Like you actually just word for word type out an essay in Wingdings. Oh, he does say <laughs> another little Jake Sully line I like is him saying Toruk is the baddest cat in the sky. <laughs> and I'm like, he's the one thing that's not, not a, a cat. cat. <laughs> like he's just kind of stupid. Baddest cat in the sky. I like his costume change when he's like in the Navi thing. He's like in his war war mode. I'm like, I like this. He looks cool. Yeah, they go. <laughs> the Marines go to blow up the uh, tree home. What's it called? They blow up tree home. Tree home, and then all Quaritch says is, first rounds on me tonight." I'm like, "You're gonna buy everyone one round after doing like the most monumental work they've ever done." Yeah, literally, like, and committing like, a sort of a genocide. Yeah, you can't <laughs> buy them at least drinks for the whole night. Like, what's yeah. wrong with you? You get one drink on me. Classic abuse. <laughs> There's just like no attachment of him to anybody else. Like, he's no. just there. He doesn't really have conversations with many people. Just a little bit, Jake and and uh, Parker Selfridge. Yeah, like him and Parker are friends. 
ish, whose uh, name I'm totally forgetting for some reason. Oh, I, G- Giovanni Ribisi, Sneaky Pete himself. <laughs> Giovanni Ribisi. <sighs> we don't Do even it. see unobtainium. I was literally about to say, <laughs> like, where's the unobtainium? <laughs> they blow up the whole tree and there's no, like, where is it? Is it like the metaphor for, like, Spaniards going to America looking for gold and there is no gold, like, really anywhere they look? Probably, but they didn't really make that point in the movie as far as I understand. Yeah. Like, that would be even more powerful like, mm-hmm. of, an, of an idea, but. Like, wouldn't that be interesting? They just, like, go there and be like, there is no unobtainium here. Like, what the fuck did we just do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> or what if the unobtainium was, like, in that, like, god mountain thing that the Navi revere? Like, that's a whole other level of, like, them wanting to desecrate it and, them, and the Navi wanting to protect it. James Cameron used these. <laughs> He's already shot the next two. He'll have to use it for the, the search for Awa, <laughs> which I think is the name of the fifth one. He's already released the names? Yeah. Do, can we look up the names and just read them aloud on yeah. here? Because I don't know any of the other names. Avatar movie names. I'm doing it now. All right. We totally missed our opportunity to talk about oh. something good like Glass Onion. <laughs> Here's a game. Here's a game. You read the Avatar names, but sneak in a fake one. And I'll see if I can guess which is the fake one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm trying to find them. Did you make... Are these not real at all? <laughs> Here we go. Here's the names of the next Avatar movies. Uh, Avatar The Way of Water. Mm-hmm. Avatar Quarch's Revenge. <laughs> Avatar The Seed Bearer. Okay. Avatar, the Tolkien writer. Tolkien. Okay. <laughs> Avatar, the Tuscan flyer. And Avatar, the quest for Awa. Oh, there are two writers in there, so I think, I think it's one of those. <laughs> I think you made up the Tuscan writer. Yeah. Yeah. And also, Quartz's Revenge. <laughs> if I had time to figure out this uh, game beforehand, you would have got some better ones. Yeah. Kors- I thought Corsica's Revenge was real, so there you go. You beat me on that one. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, of course. He has to have his revenge. What's the seed bearer going to be about? I, it sounded nasty to me. I'm like, I don't know. Is this about like Jake like procreating and making more of his like half breed monster children? Like, I don't know. Can he make children in that body? Uh, I don't know. Probably. Yeah, he has children. Oh, but I think they're adopted in the second one. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't know. Huh. Maybe they're sterile or something. That makes sense. Which... I'd, I'd do that if I was the doc- doctor person making the bodies. Uh. I hope they fight xenomorphs in the fifth one. <laughs> I want to see that. The creature from beyond the star. <laughs> avatar. <laughs> what does an avatar xenomorph look like? <laughs> oh, somebody, somebody please draw that. I really want to see that now. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a Navi xenomorph, right? Yeah, Navi xenomorph. But then an avatar xenomorph would look different, too, because it has human DNA, too. Yeah, oh my god, it'd be so gross. What's the word for a, a Navi morph? Abomination. Are you looking up Navi morph? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to look up on DeviantArt for any Navi xenomorphs, though. I'm scared of what you'll find. <sighs> I will say I like the vibe of the movie. It's very like relaxing in a lot of ways. Yes, it has some chill vibes. It's almost like if there was no big fight scenes, I would have liked it more. Because mm. it's just like, yeah, people are hanging out. <laughs> 
and climbing around the forest and climbing up these rocks. Yeah. And like riding on birds and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just sounds nice. It <laughs> like, does. I think there needs to be more movies that are just like chill. There always needs to be like a formula for like high drama. And it's like, why not just have like not a day in the life mm-hmm. of Navi, but it's just like, yeah, he's just learning to be. Yeah. How to be like this. And there doesn't need to be a huge world destroying thing. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, I think like the pretty typical story hero's journey thing is what helps make that much money. Yeah. <laughs> Especially at that time. I feel like if this same story came out now, people would be like, yeah, this is really uninspired. Mm-hmm. But I mean, all the visuals obviously help a lot too, but and it was like a phenomenon, but I just want some like chill out Navi vibes, basically. That'd be solid. Like, I feel like they're coming out with more games and like stuff these days where it's just like literally just, it's a chill vibe. Like, I don't know, go around, take pictures. Like, that's your job. You're literally just going to take pictures of like people's families and just like, there's no drama. You're just like having a nice yeah. trip across like this fictional place. Go power wash some windows. Go power wash windows. Like, there you go. It doesn't have to be this big moving experience to go through. You're just like having a nice time. Which, hey, so that's like not really a valid complaint for like this movie, yeah. but it's just my personal thing where I'm like, oh, I really like how relaxed I am right now. Mm-hmm. There are points when I am very relaxed yes. during this movie, and then there's like plot and exposition. And then the mech man stuff. pulls out his knife. Yeah. <laughs> As he's want to do. As he's want to do. Well, Tyler, final thoughts. Uh, Final thoughts... Well, I do. I have one more question. Okay. So somebody mentions mentions pig and voodoo as Ooh. a line. I think Sigourney Weaver's character does. Yes. And I'm like, oh, some her saying that like that just hold, raises the whole question of like, is Earth religious anymore in the future? Like, is anything pagan that's not like, is everyone atheist scientist now? Like, I would imagine that a bunch of religions would still exist. She acts like a thing. Is she acts like a Spanish missionary in this movie? Like trying to, like, indoctrinate the Navi to, like, technology or convince them to move, like, with that kind of vibe. Yeah, there's a whole thing with the schools, too. Yeah, and they have schools. I'm like, you're a missionary. Like, that's what you are. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, science. (laughs) But she doesn't even say it about... I think she's talking about it in reference because Parker... Yeah, I think it's Parker, the businessman guy, who's like, like, oh, I I don't need to... Like, this is all made-up stuff. It's just religion or whatever. And then she's like, oh, this isn't, like, pagan voodoo or whatever, like, which... Voodoo's not a thing either, but yeah. <laughs> um, it's like they're actually connected to the Earth, like scientifically. Yeah, like, like the Earth is alive, like, which I'm like, it has a brain. To like, the world or whatever, yeah, mm-hmm. scientifically. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. I'm like, you could also just show him <laughs> with the facts. You're yeah. a scientist. Like, mm-hmm. that's your whole job like, is to prove this. I have a great this. PowerPoint for you. And so he's like, go. yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's like, what? It's like, no, I need the unobtainium. It's just stupid. Anyways... It made me think about, like, oh, is the Earth still religious and stuff? Because apparently in the quest for Awa, the fifth Avatar movie, they're supposed to go to Earth. To conquer it? I don't think to conquer it, but just to, like... Visit? I guess. Say hi? Visit the (laughs) (laughs) in-laws? I guess that's a good point. (laughs) Like, does Jake Sully have no family? Does Jake Sully become the president of the Na'vi and then, like, goes to Earth as, like, the representative of Pandora? I guess. I mean, yeah. Are there other planets? Is I, I, it kind are we of establishing sh- trade routes? Like, what's going on? <laughs> yes, my favorite thing: the Trade Federation. Uh, I, this movie also makes it feel like this is the first planet that humans are like mining on, and stuff. It does, yeah. They said they go back to their dying world, not like yeah. uh, they apparently don't have other resources to dabble in. 
Yeah. Oh well. So I don't know. What's what's my overall thoughts on this? Yeah, final saying? thoughts. Uh I think it was a huge hit at the time for a reason, but it doesn't age very well, mm. I think. I think the graphics age relatively well. Mm. Um, but the story is just so basic yeah, and it has a lot of problems if you think about it at all in terms of like appropriation. There's a lot of cultural appropriation in these movies, in this movie. Definitely. Um, and it seems just from the trailers, there's more in Avatar 2, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, it's very middle of the road for me because especially I watch like the the extended cut or whatever that was on disney plus yeah it's a little bit longer i don't know if that's the one you watched because you know i watched it on amazon <laughs> <laughs> do you have disney plus i do have disney plus i just didn't bother to check because <laughs> i forgot that disney owns it because in the beginning of the disney plus one he's like on earth in the oh. very beginning cool so i think it's a little different from what you watched probably does earth look cool no it looks pretty like run down and stuff uh, so i mean that is cool i guess yeah. but uh, so it's very, it's just very middle of the road for me. It's it's not something I really want to watch ever again. <laughs> I think Agreed. like it doesn't really do much for me, except for like occasional chill vibes. Yeah, like would you show it to like I don't know like potential nephews or nieces or something? We like watch Avatar. <laughs> no, no. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I could like recommend it to anyone. You know. There you go. It's. It just feels like so of its time, which is a really specific time of 2009. Mm. Maybe because I've been uh, recently, very recently getting into Project Runway from around that time. <laughs> like 2011, 2012 with uh, Lily. Uh, I really want to hear what Tim Gunn was like back then. Delightful. Good. He was still good? <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah, I remember him being good. You have to use the accessories wall very thoughtfully. Mm. That's his thing. Very thoughtfully. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's very nice. <laughs> Make it work. <laughs> they should <laughs> now I'm just imagining Tim Gunn being an avatar for some reason. Those necklaces are garish. <laughs> <laughs> uh I just that time in terms of like culture and fashion and, and like thought in like American culture is just so it was it was not long ago, but it's radically different than what it is now. Doesn't it feel so different? Yeah. Like it's so it's weird. So, so different, yeah. <laughs> We're nearly like fifteen years. We're like fifteen or so years away from it now. Like eighteen, all nearly twenty years away from that moment in history. Yeah, and you just see some of like the mannerisms of some of the people on that show and stuff too. Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, this guy's like a little toxic and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like if it came, if this you watch a newer season, it wouldn't be. Or just even some of the stuff like Heidi Klum says. I'm like, mm. Mm, that's that's a little strange. <laughs> like, like it's you're not skinny enough. I mean, so similar ish stuff. Not yeah. quite that. Probably but, not. She would be. Yeah, so not like that. About but, it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's my notes on Avatar and Project Runway <laughs> Season 10. I like that you weave that in there. Though. Good job. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a, it's like, it feels like a weird transition time in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how else to quantify. That's truly a time in American culture that mystifies me because it's like, it's just like kind of feel like we're too close to it to really examine it. Mm -hmm. But it also feels like not much really happened. Those are like the Obama, early Obama years and yes. stuff and the Hamilton years. <laughs> it's just like everything's like working out okay. Yeah. Let's forget about anything bad. Mm -hmm. And then like 
you know, 16 happened. And it's just all the <laughs> stuff that actually was there underneath, like revealed itself. So yeah. it just felt like, I don't know. It's a weird bubble. Yeah, it kind of fits perfectly in that time, this movie, because mm-hmm. it's very like, don't worry about anything. Here's a big, fun blockbuster. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Don't, don't think about it. Don't look into it. But it looks pretty, doesn't it? It's like, yeah, it does. Yeah. So what are your final thoughts? Uh, I agree with you. It's not a movie I'd ever really want to watch ever again. Don't need to. Don't have to. <laughs> I saw your review in Letterboxd from like three years ago. And I was just looking through. I'm like, okay, this yeah. person gave four stars, three and a half. All right. Yeah. And then Connor uses one and a half stars. <laughs> oh. Does that still stand? I'd give it maybe two stars now. Yeah. Uh, it's just story is always really important to me. And this feels so bland and benign to me that really, no matter yeah. how pretty you make it, it doesn't really change my opinion. When I was 16, I thought it was boring. When I'm 29, I still have the same opinion where I'm like, it's beautiful. Like, it's breathtaking even. But it's not It's not something that really capitalizes on any of like, the themes it could be talking about or the things it could possibly do. It just kind of sticks this very basic like mentality of... Uh, we've been talking about the whole time. Hero's journey, white man saves the indigenous people of a planet and becomes one of them. And I would argue he becomes their leader and their God even listens to him. So it's weird in that regard. Some interesting animal designs, some cool stuff there, but yeah, it's definitely, I was probably too hard on that stuff. It's like, I don't love it, but it's definitely good design. Yeah. I think, especially for the animals, mm-hmm. like it's something different. Yeah. It's like, they look different. They look cool. Like I like it. All the bioluminescent stuff is, is cool. I like, love the floating jellyfish things. Yeah. Um, which are like seeds, right? Yeah, they're seeds from the tree. Yeah. But they uh, like seem alive, which is super cool. So that stuff is cool. Uh, I feel like all we're saying is the word cool. Cool, great, fun. <laughs> it's, there's this comedy bang maker. I think I've said this before, but I'll be redundant because he the character is too. But he's a movie critic. And he's like, what was your opinion on this, what was your opinion on this movie? as well, it's rather good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. won't elaborate for yeah. it. <laughs> That was so funny because <laughs> people are so like that. I was like, that's all you think about? It's rather good. <laughs> it's rather bad. And like, that's all I'll say. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so that that's that's my thoughts on the, on the movie. It's it's okay. I never need to watch it ever again. And while I, I want I don't like spit venom at the movie, I don't curse it. I'm just like, yeah, right. I, I don't hate this movie at yeah. all. It's just kind of like it just didn't age well yeah it, ju- it just happened and then i was like yeah cool like i hope that avatar way of water gives some real meat to it and kind of like maybe answers for the sins of its past a little bit right like i hope it's aware enough about that but i don't know really how they can do that um like what's the word metatextually i guess yeah like how how they can address it without like looking at the camera you know yeah, like, exactly i don't think they really can and i don't even know if james cameron really cares I believe that he genuinely doesn't care. Like, in yeah. every interview I've seen with him talking about Avatar Way of Water 2, yeah. it seems like he just has such tremendous hubris. I would not call it confidence. I would call it hubris. Right, yeah. Because I just think the man's gone so far off the edge at this point. That's just my personal opinion. But Yeah, I mean, there's a whole thing where it's like, oh, I was reading some of those. and like, oh, that's fun and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of the ways he says, because that's kind of how he's always been. And yeah. people are, like, getting a kick out of it now. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm sure he's been horrible, like... Uh, at certain points, still like not su- not super fun to work on his sets. Probably yeah, at, like, t- at times, even though it's probably an incredible thing to do, you mm-hmm. know. Like um, I feel like he's one of those people that's one like failure 
billion budget movie away from like calling people woke moralists and like going that way going that yes way. yeah i mean like i don't think that's like actually his politics no. but i do think like right like he has but, that weird like edge to him yeah. where it's just like there's anger in him like you can feel it. yeah <laughs> the angriest canadian man yeah right i'm like this guy curses like in the interviews and like everything yeah yeah, I generally like him. But <laughs> you say I generally like, <laughs> like him. I like no, I just like to read his interviews and stuff yeah. like that because they're fun to read. But then he's also like has said stuff recently where it's like, oh, like I think like the Lakota people failed as a as a nation and right, stuff. Yeah, it's just like, why are you even saying these things? It's like, shut up. It's like this is the stuff where it's like, oh, it's fun to hear like the older guy like to say whatever he wants. But then that that's when it becomes like also just huge like white male privilege stuff. See, I think like, the fun version of that is Harrison Ford interviews where. He gets like so yes, annoyed. Yes, because he's just like, he's just like, he's high just from like smoking a joint. And he's just like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, it's like, who cares? Did you I'm like leaving. Star Wars? No. <laughs> yeah. He loves, he loves Indiana Jones. Yeah, he though. loves Indiana Jones. He, like, Indiana Jones, I fucking love being in Indiana Jones. Well, Blade Runner, shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those are fun. Yeah, like that's fun. Like I like how indignant he is, and like <laughs> there's that sk- there's that shot in Bruno. Um, I haven't watched Bruno yet. The uh, um, what's his name movie? The Borat guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's Sh- Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, um, where, <laughs> where Bruno's just trying to interview Harrison Ford for a second <laughs> as Harrison Ford's walking by, <laughs> and Nick Viverko always talks about this too. He just always brings it up, but he's just like, oh, just trying to ask Harrison Ford something. Yeah. The microphone, Harrison Ford's just like fuck off and walks away like he doesn't even look at him he just says fuck off and walks away like he doesn't even give eye contact i'm like that's gotta be a bit it's so good oh it's great it's that's so amazing good. god dear so you're saying harrison ford should be in avatar 3 is that what you're saying i don't think james Cameron could give him enough money to be in avatar well, i take that back he says he'll do anything really for a big enough check so he could give him enough money to be in avatar 3 who would win miles korich in an avatar body or Harrison Ford's General Thunderbolt Ross. <laughs> Does he be- get to become Red Hulk? Sure. <laughs> I think Red Hulk would win. <laughs> uh, Harrison Ford's really old now. He is. I'm really sad about that. <laughs> they should do a, a fourth um, Good, Bad, and the Ugly trilogy thing with Clint Eastwood, but de-age and- him. <laughs> And, de- and have Harrison Ford in it, too, and de-age him, too. <laughs> and just put in a full CG dog as the third character. <laughs> just show, like, how look how far we've come. Are you not entertained by these technological monstrosities? We put Harrison Ford in a skin-tight suit with dots all over it. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver's the dog. <laughs> oh, no! She loves transforming. She's a transformative actor. She can do it. All right. Well, <laughs> let's go home. Let's get out of here. Let's go back to Earth. Yeah. This place blows. <laughs> Connor, do you have anything to plug? Uh, if you enjoy the sound of my voice, you'll also enjoy tabletop role-playing games. Probably enjoy Starship Impala. It's actually a role-playing game podcast hosted by myself and four other amazing friends. You can find us on Apple, Apple Podcasts and uh, SoundCloud. Uh, Tyler, what do you have to plug? Uh, just follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Time Vice. I guess me saying that out loud, I'm like, oh, I, I'm still on Twitter. <laughs> I deleted my Twitter and my Facebook. Oh, you did? Yeah. How am I going to reach you? 
I don't know. <laughs> Instagram text me. <laughs> yeah, like eight different ways. Yeah, many, many other ways. I might get a TikTok. Like. Ooh. We do have a franchise TikTok that I've yet to do much on. You've done a couple things. They've all been really funny. <laughs> it's just, I, I always think it's when the spirit moves you is when you do it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram, at least at Tammy Vice, for any. I've, I've taken some. Uh, been on some little trips with my film camera, so taking some great pics. I need to upload more of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, just follow me there. Follow us at Franchise Pod on all social medias. Email us at the Franchise Podcast at gmail.com. If there's anything you want us to cover, we'll consider it. <laughs> we'll consider it. <laughs> I mean, I would love suggestions. I would too. Sometimes I feel like we just go on weird directions. So it's like, oh, maybe like if somebody wants us to cover something, well, I'm sure we'll do it. We'd do it, yeah. So just let us know. We'd love to hear from a fan if you're out there. Like, share, and subscribe. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. You can rate us on Spotify now, too. Ooh. So give us five stars there. Please. Uh, thank you to Nick Faverka for our music and Grayson Hansen for our artwork. Next week, we'll be back with Avatar 2, The Way of Water. So excited. And until next time, I may not be much of a horse guy, but I was born to do this. Stick your ponytail in the horse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sticking my hair in the <laughs> in the microphone. <laughs> Become one with the podcast. It's just like... <laughs> just scratching the mic. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.